The Career Establishment's Talent Talk Asia podcast is brought to you in partnership with Vincere, the new breed tech platform used by 15,000 recruiters worldwide. Vincere is the secret weapon for progressive recruitment firms. It provides recruiters with everything they need to scale from CRM slash ATS through to online timesheets, websites and analytics. A true all-in-one growth platform built by recruiters for recruiters. Learn more about Vinny's story on my exclusive interview with their founder on episode 43 of this podcast. If you're looking for a new recruitment CRM to accelerate growth, visit vincere.io slash Talent Talk Asia for an exclusive offer for all listeners of this podcast. Happy New Year, Talent Talk Asia listeners. We are back and we are bringing you fresh pods for 2022. I am so excited to have Thaya Tantoon, director of Trellon, a rec-to-rec firm based here in Singapore on the show. Now, she is going to be sharing market trends within the recruitment agency sector. She's going to be talking about commission structures. If you're an MD or a manager looking to find strategies to attract talent to your business, but also most importantly, how to retain talent in your business, then you really want to check out the show. So this is what is in store for you today. Describe for me the market in 2021 um, for all our listeners out there. Yeah, it's, um, I, in short, it's hot. It's just hotter than Ryan Reynolds, I gotta say. That's like, impossible. it's just, it's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's hot. Enjoy the show. Happy New Year, Thaya. How are you? Happy New Year, Andrea. I'm good, thank you. How are you doing? Good. So we are recording this in December to all the listeners, but we are rocking and rolling it and it will be launched and aired in January 2022. So that's quite exciting. Yeah, we're in the future. Great. We've got. I've just got a ton of questions for you because obviously we've known each other for a few years now. So I met yeah. you way back. I, I think I did a training session at the Dutch Club with you at Ambition. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, you did. That was a fun one. I think I'll, I'll never forget that one, Andrea. God knows what the topic um, was about that many moons ago, but there we go. That's all fine. <laughs> and, and then you moved And then you moved to S3 to do internal talent acquisition. Yeah. 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 And then yeah. now, which is really exciting, you've now set up your own rec-to-rec business called Trailer. So where, where's yeah. the name come from? Uh, yeah, so talent, it's a combination of two words, trust and talent. Oh. Uh, it was honestly, I, I'll tell you this, it's one of those that we just sat down and in the spur of a second and it just came out. So it was my dad and I, we were on Zoom and I was like, dad, I got to, you know, register this name now. Um, you know, it's got my corporate um, secretary is chasing me, blah, blah. And we're like, okay, this, that, this, that. And I was like, talent. And then he goes, yeah, that's catchy. Yeah, let's do very, it. It's very catchy. And um, and yeah, and and I think the other the other bit is I always wanted to incorporate my dad's uh, name initials in the in the in the company name. So it's two T. So his name is Tantun. Nice. So there's uh, nice. Very nice. Oh, that's a really nice story. I love that. I'm, I'm going to remember that <laughs> even more now that you've said that. That's really cool. And how <laughs> and how's it been? How's it been sort of setting up? Well, one your own business but to doing a rec to rec business in which I've never seen yeah. a market like it this year it's been oh crazy gosh. so how's that been? It, 
It has been mad, yeah. Um, I think I think if I was a toddler, I think I'd had learned to walk, like run, even before I started walking or anything. It's just it's just been mad. Um, it's been a roller coaster. I think a lot of steep learning, steep learning curve. Um, you know, a lot of it was like just on my own and yeah. just sort of going on like how to run a business yeah. and asking a lot of questions with people who are running a business. Yeah. And um, and I think I'm fortunate, definitely unfortunate to have um, you know, leaders, even including like yourself, Andrea, to sort of like guide me through. Uh, but I think with the market, it's just been so hot that sometimes I'm just like, I have no capacity. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm having to push away saying, I'm really sorry. I can't, I can't yeah. work on well, it. You probably learned right a lot now. more being in that kind of market, right? Than, than it being kind of yeah. slow. That would have been probably a little bit tougher. So at least if you're sort of thrown in the, yeah. the deep end, you've got so you know, no choice, but to sort of move on. Right. I'm going to get, I'm going to get straight into it. I'm going to get straight into these juicy questions. Oh, gosh, I'm, I'm, go. I'm just so looking <laughs> forward to asking these. So t- tell me a little bit more, you know, describe for me the market in 2021 um, for all our listeners out there. Yeah, it's um I in short, it's hot. It's just hotter than Ryan Reynolds, I gotta say. That's like it's just, it's just impossible. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's hot. It's um everyone's hiring, you know, there's a there's a shortage of talent, right? Um it's more of demand than supply right now. Um literally every other week recruiters, including Rectorex, like just getting inbounds of requests from clients um for for candidates, asking for candidates and it's just as you know, as I mentioned earlier, it's just been no capacity yeah. at some point. So what roles then? What roles are in demand the most then? Is it sort of certain levels or certain areas? Yeah, I think I think the 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 demand in the experience level have not changed. Um, even even up to like two to three years ago. Um, and now the the, the experience hires are still there, like your senior consultant, team leads um and, and principal cons and all that. But there, there is also, but there are some companies that are you know, um, identifying that and actually they are creating roles when they really identify really good uh, sort of like senior candidates into the company. Um, having said that, I've placed quite a number of like one to two years experience into the company as well. Have, have you placed grads as well? Because I do remember speaking to a client and they said, I've just had to pay a rectorect fee for a grad. They were gutted. That's they probably were, me. That's they probably me. absolutely <laughs> gutted. It's like, well, does it matter? Like, does it matter? Yeah. And in a few months yeah, they're no, a recruiter, aren't they? So... Kind of what it is. Yeah, exactly. I think the attraction is definitely there into the recruitment industry. So I've I've not placed I've not placed grads, uh, but but definitely industry experience. There is a there is a small demand in that um, when they see a really good sort of like I think it's the personality and culture fit yeah. as well, and the potential that they can actually succeed in recruitment. Um, so yeah, the experience higher, the demand has always been there, but we we're seeing the shift uh, because there's a bit of bottom heavy right now. Um, so there's a need for like sort of mid-management level because it's getting a little bit. When you say mid-management level, then that is that someone that's been mentoring a couple of people or or is a manager of a big team? What do you mean by mid mid? Uh, it's, it's it's a bit of both. I think I think uh, there's more demand in in those that are mentoring one or two people, sort of like getting into that management route, like getting trained or or just sort of like on that path because uh, they 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 are showing a lot of. That potential, the skill set, um, and of course, they 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 themselves are putting up the hand to become a manager, and I think that that's needed just because of the uh, the sort of the client relationships and the accounts that they're going to go on, just sort of like the senior mandates that they're going to be working on, uh, and of course, the industry knowledge that these senior candidates would have, and it's like sort of you know um, coming in with as a, as a higher advantage into into the new role, really. 
there is a demand. What about the, ju- what about the junior level then? Because I know, I know from my perspective, I always get a gauge of where the market's going with the training courses that come up. So I've had continuous amounts of people on the permanent recruitment program, and that's generally up to senior consultant level. So that's someone that's either really new to recruitment and is just basically learning mm. the entire 360 um, recruitment cycle. So is there a lot of people coming in that have got no experience that are coming from industry into recruitment? Oh, yeah. Definitely. I mean, I've, I've placed a couple of people there, industry experience, um, you know, like sales, people from F&B, for instance, um, you know, so it's so something that is relatable, even from like a PR background, just like myself, yeah. communication and all that. So there is a related, you know, a, a, a relative like sort of experience that and skill set that they can bring in. Um, there are there is a demand in that because, again, it just comes down to there's a talent shortage and especially in recruitment. We're so small. There's only so yeah, many that it, can go it's around. It's a small market, but then yeah. I know we'll probably go on yeah. this later. But it's recruitment firms have got to change the strategy. You can't you can't keep looking in the same areas all the time. And I oh, think yeah. that's something that probably the bigger yeah. players sort of learned quite a long time ago was to grow your own. Yeah. You know, taking everyone from yeah, other agencies think- is a short term fix. And and I've seen some horrendous moves in the last few months where I've seen mm-hmm. people that have got three months experience, six months experience, and they're moving jobs and then they're moving jobs, and it's like. Mate, you might be getting mm-hmm. two or three grand extra a month to move jobs, but you're going to get to a point where you've completely um, pushed yourself out of the market because the market will settle and you're just overpaid. You're not going to be able to deliver on those numbers. It just doesn't look, I'm sorry for everyone listening, but it just doesn't look good if you're moving every three to six months because how you build your relationships with clients, how you actually being resilient in your market and learning something and that loyalty bit. So I've seen I've seen a few silly silly moves where I know I can mm-hmm. see people are just taking the money. I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think that, no, I, can, I completely agree. And that's where, you know, we, we come in and sort of educate the, the, them, educate the clients and, and, and candidates sort of saying, look, like, yeah, the market is hot, the roles are extract, uh, attractive, but it doesn't mean that, you know, you, you have to jump on it just because you get like 20, 30% increment. Um, you want to be able to get someone who, like for the for the client bit, like you want to be able to get someone who's like, who has that, not just the potential, but at least, you know, have that longevity even before. Yeah, a track record, uh, exactly. Up. Can I trust this person? Yes, yeah, track record, mm. definitely. And then of course, um, but then again, I mean, you know, I've placed like, you know, six months to eight months, one year sort of experienced uh, recruiters who is just not working out in their current company just because there's a lack of like sort of coaching, mentoring, which is what kind of... So I'm going to challenge you on that. I'm going to challenge you on that. You know I'm going to challenge you on that. So if if someone's got... I understand that if someone's in their first job or second job and they've been there six months to nine months, it's just not the right place. Like I get in the early stages of your career that there's always that bit of bump jumping around because you're not quite found your home, right? I, I totally understand that. But if you've got someone jumping all the time and their reasons are... I'm not getting this, I'm not getting coaching, I'm not getting this. Well, there's a part of me that just says, how are you, what are you doing to actually change yeah. your own destiny? Are you going out to get an external coach? Have you signed up to a new training course? How much are you going out and and developing yourself? You can put a lot of blame on an MD, you can put a blame on a culture, but look, it kind of starts with it, it kind of comes within with, from within as well. How much are people taking their own, taking charge of that themselves? I'm really hitting you with this today. I'm sorry. You had a brandy in your coffee this morning. <laughs> I 
I know I'm gonna like pour pour me some whiskey now. Um, <laughs> um no, honestly, I, I I think it's a really great question. Uh, there's not a lot, and and I agree with you. It's not all the time that I do, you know, sort of accept those juniors. I have been jumping three months, six months, five, you know, five months or whatever. But these are more like they've been in their first place. And they 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 want to settle, but they don't see themselves settling. And of course, again, you know, educating, like sort of asking them questions like, what is actually, you know, wrong here? Yeah. What went wrong? Um, it's not just manager, it's not just coach affair. What is it that you're doing as well? I do, I do ask them these questions. But then of course, if I'm seeing um candidates who are like, you know, again, three months here, two months there, and saying, like, oh, this doesn't work out, like what you said. It, you can kind of pick it up saying whether, you know, you sort of ask them like, is recruitment really for you? Or do you, do you, do you want to stay on? And are you doing anything about it? And what, it's not just about what you're looking for. What is it that you're going to change um, before you get onto the next role? Um, yeah. So there, there, there's, there's a few of those, there's a lower percentage. Um, but at the same time, I think the ones who have been like, say less than a year in their first company, moving out they do have a very um strong reason uh to be moving out just because either the management have changed um you know the manager that they they were mentored under just just had enough because you know they've been in the company for three to four years and it's unfortunate timing um yeah yeah, so so that there there is i think it's just a controversial topic isn't it it's it's kind of yeah I, i i do sort of see more recruitment leaders reach out to me for training for their teams as opposed to individuals coming forward and saying hey I'd like you know I do get that but it's very rare for an individual to kind of go you know I I would actually like to improve my skills Mm. here you know skills capabilities behaviors whatever that might be Um, and I'm going to pay that out of my own money because that's really important to me and I think it's just I think there has to be a switch in people taking their own steering their own career and not always waiting for an organization to do that for them because I just don't think that's always I think they're betting on the wrong horse sometimes it's it'd be great to say an organization can do everything but I don't think it can do everything for for everybody at at, at each time yeah it's not it's not natural I mean I'll be honest I'm I'm you know I was in that position it's not natural for me to think like oh I, I should you know, I should engage Andrea to, to get. But you did. I though, did. I fair. did. You did do that. I so did. actually, you yes. are a rarity in that. You did do that. You did <laughs> want to find out about your strengths, and you wanted to find out how what how you could use that when you got out there in the market. So, actually, you did yeah. do that. So I just I suppose it's just you know trying to encourage a market, a recruitment market that's really really hot at the moment. Mm-hmm. Is yes, you can move, and of course, that's your job. You're moving people. I totally get that. But it's also about mm-hmm. kind of educating the recruitment industry that. Sometimes you can fix stuff, stay on where you are for a bit and not necessarily mm-hmm. fix, but at least take control of that or your own destiny mm-hmm. than always just thinking the grass is always greener. But anyway, that's that's sort of <laughs> point. Um, what trends are you seeing within the agency sector? You know, is it more local moves because of kind of, you know, the whole restrictions or are people moving out into management or people going from individual billers to management or vice versa? Like what's going on? Yeah, well, I can talk for days on this. Um, I think, yeah, you know, border closure definitely has um, has affected the limitation of talent pool. It's a knock-on effect, right? Like uh, it's happening within the agency with their clients. And then and then that in turn uh, is happening with the you know, sort of recruiters that they are looking for. Um, so it's a lot of inbound roles, um, a lot of roles that that again is it's just becoming towards like 
they they are hiring recruiters to service the roles to 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 you know um, manage these accounts rather than just doing like you know when those days where it's like proper hunting of BD cold calling and stuff. There's a bit less of that now, and I've actually had a client who said like you know trying to attract talent, saying like honestly you do fuck all BD, like just get in, work on the roles and get money because there's a lot of money to be made. So with that, there's a lot of um, people who want to go into the individual contributor mm-hmm. role. Um, yeah. you know, moving out of management because yeah. again, um, you know, industry is small, so only so much that companies can offer at this management level, unless again, you know, they do recognize and really identify a really good manager, they do create a unique role. But having said that, unless the, the person who's currently in management really, really love it, like enjoy managing, um, they would stay on in that. But a lot of the times, um, and and of recently, I do see people who actually or, or say. You know, my candidate, like five or six years, she's she was managing, she was managing four or five yeah. people. And it's like, no, I want to move into individual. Yeah, I'm, I'm role, actually right? hearing that a fair bit. But then it, is that because we're not, you know, recruitment firms are not giving the tools for managers to know how to lead and to enjoy leading? Like it's not an easy job, but if you know the tools to do it well, it actually is a really impactful job, right? Yeah, I, I think that there is a lack of that. Uh, I got to admit, uh, a lot of times, again, the demand of like the senior candidates, uh, team leads coming in, but there is a lack of like the resource support. Yeah. Or, you know, people not really engaging you, Andrea, to to sort of like, to, you know, coach them and, and give them that training of the specific skill set. Yeah, because um, I'm definitely seeing in, more individual. I'm seeing more people go, I don't yeah. know if I want to manage. I think it's really hard. And but it's like you've got such great characteristics and and such a kind of servant yeah. leadership type of style about you. You'd be a brilliant manager, but you, but it is hard to lead. You have to learn how to do it. You, I don't think we're all, I don't think people are natural leaders. I think we have to learn how to be a great leader, right? We lean into what we yeah. what our strengths are, but we do have to learn the tools and the models and the concepts. So it's something I think people I think got to invest having, in. Yeah, having having that is really good when when people are identified in those areas. And I think the 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 support in that, in, in like the specific sort of level, again, you know, like the senior con can be mentoring one or two person. How how do you do that? That's a different skill set yeah. of someone who's going to be managing four or five yeah. people or 10 people. I do know of a client, for instance, who have an internal TA and, and uh, sorry, not TA, L&D, um, who, who actually coach them on different level. And I heard that, you know, they do like a regular sort of catch That's up session wife. with individual <laughs> I, I'm not saying your name. <laughs> That's Angie. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> Come on, I'm we, giving a we shout work with the same. We work with the same people. It's hilarious. Yeah, I was so, going to say it was. But I do think. You. But look, that was that was certainly something that I encourage. I really encourage. Yeah. You know. Angie in that learning development to be to go towards you know being Clifton Strengths Gallup qualified because they you know they they go through they've gone through my leadership program globally um, and on their god they're on their second year or third year of doing that and I think it I would really highly encourage firms if they have the capacity to be able to identify talent that is want that are wanting to move into an L&D or some form of training role because then you you know because as much as I'm external. It'd be great to get all that business. You know, it's also really um, important to have someone on the ground internally to be able to develop people, you know, because you can't, you know, one person can't do everything. So I think it's a really great approach. So what's what's sort of been the reason for the surge in hiring then? Is it just because the clients are 
you know, there's certain industries that have been um, a lot more buoyant than others. You know, what, what's what sort of drove, you know, has, has been the motivating factors for that hiring recruitment firms? I think, again, it's just going back to like the knock on effect of lack of talent at the moment. And um, and, and, and this is, there's a higher demand than supply. And of course, the the market is shifting where this um I guess it's a lot more of the sexier market that's like, coming like what? up. Is it know, all the cryptocurrency yeah. and all, all the stuff I don't understand? <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> all that digital stuff. Yeah, all that digital stuff. I wonder which company is that. <laughs> but is it all that kind of stuff? Is it all that area that's Yeah, it's 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 the newer market. Yeah, definitely it's in that space. And I think I think it's very interesting. Uh, there's a lot of money to be made in that area as well. And having said that, I mean of course, you know, everyone's talking about technology, renewables, yeah, energy. Yeah. yeah, and you know, every every other recruiter that I speak to, they want to go into that space, which which is great, of course. Again, there's a lot of money to be made there, but there are also other areas like, you know, your sort of investment, commodities, like change yes. transformation. Yes. It's quite it's quite commodities interesting. Is really really popular there's a lot of money to yeah be there. it's very very popular right now in that market but there's not a lot that are attracted into it just because you know it's not it's not a buzzword at the moment but there's there's a lot going on there and just because again the demand is there so then you know clients my clients would just be like looking for literally they would say they're fine in getting recruitment consultants who are say doing some other uh, verticals like I don't know HR finance yeah. accounting or something come into it or even banking financial services to come into these space because then they can they've, they've already got the recruitment experience they can teach but they the need market. the personality though don't they because I imagine if because I, I know I'm doing work with Connexus and they do they do commodities and I know they've had a fantastic year and I know they're hiring and I think the challenge that um you know finding talent that has that personality to be able to deal with the traders in commodities <laughs> right you know you've got to have that yeah. certain level of confidence and credibility so yes you could transfer from another industry but you've got to have those certain sort of characteristics don't you to be able to handle switching and I think that this goes back to the point of like you know what's what's in demand right now in terms of the role and or, or the experience level it's also that I think that that you know have been playing quite an emphasis on the character the personality um, do they do they have it you know that oomph to 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 recruit in this area and the culture fit is also another thing because they want to they want to retain that um, or also grow in their culture to make sure that it's strong internally yeah. so that they can present the brand really well that the company they're working for so that's also something that is quite um, an emphasis and one thing I'd really I really want to know this is always the juicy stuff because I love stuff like this what, what are some <laughs> of the reasons why recruitment consultants are looking around what are those kind of common themes right now um, which firms are not well, looking yeah. after their people no I'm joking <laughs> oh, I know you can't answer that that would no, be suicide really <laughs> um I think yeah just going that, that notion of wanting to do the sexy market uh right. it's, it's, it's you okay. know, they're getting they're, they're getting aware like okay there's something else out there there's something else out there that they can do because you know they've been doing like I don't know commercials so long um they want to do something different um Aside from that, I, I think what what I'm seeing, and also it's it's quite it's quite um, sort of refreshing, is that you know, especially in junior, again, you know, going back to one to two years, is like um, you know the, the the change in environment, and I'm doing this with my hand, like quoting up. It's it's not so much like oh, manager changes or whatsoever. It's more like what they're hungry for. It's like developing their skill set. They're not getting that. 
Right. Um, when you say you developing know, their skill set, I'm going to I'm going to sort of go into this because I think if someone's a recruitment leader, I think it's really important to know what that means. So when you're saying developing their mm-hmm. skill set, is that on how to recruit? Is that confidence? Is that getting to use the right tools? Like, what is it about the skill set specifically that's coming up in those conversations? I think it's it's like. It depends, uh, but but generally it's really, yeah, it's not just about how to recruit, but more like building that relationship with, say, the client or like facing a senior candidate that they really want to hunt. Right, so it's quite specific, um, like influencing yeah. skills or building yeah, trust, like, that kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Being that credible yeah. recruiter, because a lot of the times, I mean, you know, you, you, you've done it, I've done it, where we go in or like, right, this is how you pick up the phone get on it, do mm. the headhunting, do the BT, you know, go find the candidates. That's, that's, you know, it's sort of like, it's, it's said and done, but it's, it's more to that. It's the quality driven, it's the intrinsic that they're looking mm. for. And of course the, the coaching bit where it's like sort of being that mentor yeah. and um, from, from the, from the leaders rather than, Oh, right. Okay. What, what have you got this week? What's the pipeline? Okay. So it's more a, a very intentional plan development oh, yeah. plan and program for them. And when you said sexy market organizations could be looking internally to think, okay, are we having those conversations? Can we move them into a completely different area? And okay, that's going to hurt our, our numbers a little bit because we're starting them from scratch, but Hey, is it worth that doing that versus them going to another another recruitment firm to do another market, right? Yeah, that that's definitely something that they can look internally, but but of course don't force it like you know a legal recruitment firm trying to do. Tech oh, I know, I know. Yeah, it's not going to be. Yeah, that's a little bit trickier. Yeah, and a good point. I suppose it's more in in firms that have got cap have got um, capabilities yeah. across across functions and industries. Yeah. What are the other What are the other trends that, then that you're and, seeing? And, why they're looking um, out. Yeah, and and you know, I, I was I was quite surprised recently. They're all like, "Oh, what's the commission structure?" Um, you know, the the sort of attractive, like they they're very they're getting very calculative. It's not it's not just about you know base salary is one thing. It's like what they can achieve, yeah. like what they can yeah. do in the next you know a year. Like put it this way, like you're not going to get your commission check after six months of joining the business. So they they're calculating beyond that. Okay. Like what am I going to get? What's the bonus I'm going to get? So they 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 get into and what are some of the commission structures out there what are i mean what are they it's it's um i think generally you're talking about i mean again it depends right you could be on a higher base lower lower commission 25 percent, 30 percent i know when i interviewed yeah, paul endicott his was it, it, over 30 i think when he, when he actually said it on the podcast i think i'm allowed to say uh, that yeah but about that but he's got a draw draw system going on so again it depends but i think it's it's generally about 25 35 percent um it could go up and yeah it's it's, well, it's, so it's all on that sort of sliding but, scale as well is it in terms of kind of how much money they're making and stuff but some of them have got draws draws some of them have got draws some of them have got like the rollover yeah. um but a lot of it you're seeing you're seeing the trend I mean, again majority it's a it's a quarterly payout but you're also seeing the trend of like a monthly payout uh based on starters for instance so that's attractive because you know you're getting it yeah exactly um and and on top of that i think um as a tier system as well so you kind of like can see it right like you can see the numbers coming in um a lot on the perm side and how are kind of recruitment firms like robert waters and michael page doing when when it when it's been an absolutely stellar every year but they're they're a team bonus pool so how are they trying to sort of compete with the fact that there are boutique firms that can be way more transparent on how they're going to get their money 
Yeah, it's it's getting, you know, the discretionary bonus is definitely getting less and less uh, attractive. Granted, I mean, of course, you know, you big firms, you do get like a like a portfolio of clients and stuff. But, but you know, it's like a pros and cons. But yeah. I think the the other bit that is attractive as well, like some of the firms, like, you know, a couple of the, the firms I do work with, um, they do have like a three months grace period. So you you start you start earning from the zero dollar onwards for the first three months. So, you know, potentially you could be getting like, even, even if it's like you, you make 60K for the first three months, you're taking home quite a bit yeah. you know, for the 20, you know, sort of like 15, 20, 25%. So that's, that's yeah. a lot. Um, but and, some and firms again, not doing like, that thing. Cause I know we used to always do that, Rob, we'd still, we'd pay them from day one. So what, so are some firms saying that uh, you're only going to get commission after probation? You don't, are sorry, some recruitment firms only paying commissions after probation then? Uh, no, as in they they do pay from the first three months onwards. They, there's no there's no threshold for them. So and then after three months they start getting the threshold. Uh, okay. They, they, they okay. The threshold. Understood. Got it. So they start earning from zero dollar onwards kind of thing. So like if you you know make like sixty hundred k in the first three months, um, you you get from the zero. And is money onwards, the only no kind of driving factor for people, or or is it sort of like we talked about the development skill? But is that the main the, the biggest priority for some people moving? Um, mostly, yeah, uh, money. It's it's definitely. I mean, again, that's the reason why they go into recruitment, just because the sales yeah. environment. Uh, they have their motivation. A lot of times, like you know, now there's more search in the local talent. So a lot of them are buying house. They're getting married. Yeah. You know, they want to support their family. Um, uh, you know, I had a candidate who is the oldest um, of I think three with their parents, and they're supporting the entire family. Yeah. And really young, like mid twenties, and, that's and a lot you know, of burden. motivation is there. Yeah, but they're doing really well. Like they've done about two, two hundred k, three hundred k in the first year. Um, is that good? Because you know, so I don't it's, think it's, that that's great. Like, uh, oh, they first into recruitment. Oh, first into recruitment. Okay, that is yeah, that is pretty yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. But what's the highest? I mean, yeah. I, I know someone recently that's told me they've done a million this year legal recruitment. But what <laughs> what are, what sort of numbers are you hearing about this year from people? Um, I think generally, again, because the market's been like so hot, you know, for, for those who, who have been doing like, say, average, maybe three, four hundreds, it's it's kind of went up, you know, almost double, if anything, you know, they've done about five, six hundred this year. Um, so on an average, I'm hearing like four hundred and above, if anything, okay. four hundred, five hundred, um, definitely a million dollar biller. I've heard in the market, so if anything, it's like 700K. Um, I've heard of a couple of them. Yeah. The, and how have they the, been coping with the how are you sort of seeing people coping with the demands of virtual work in the last couple of years and having a really busy market because I know when I do my weary drop in a lot of the questions that come up is how do I manage my time how do I manage my home life how do I mm. shut off when you're kind of working from working from home it doesn't you know you seem to be doing longer hours coaching provides the space for professionals to take time to hit the pause button reassess, make decisions, commit to new action and move forward with clarity. To enjoy a 10% discount on our coaching programmes, reach out and quote the word talent. The Career Establishment's Talent Talk Asia podcast is brought to you in partnership with Vincere, the new breed tech platform used by 15,000 recruiters worldwide. Vincere is the secret weapon for progressive recruitment firms. It provides recruiters with everything they need to scale from CRM, 
slash ATS through to online timesheets, websites and analytics. A true all-in-one growth platform built by recruiters for recruiters. Learn more about Vinny's story on my exclusive interview with their founder on episode 43 of this podcast. If you're looking for a new recruitment CRM to accelerate growth, visit vincere.io slash Talent Talk Asia for an exclusive offer for all listeners of this podcast. Yeah, they, well, I mean, there, there is a fatigue, right? Like the sort of like burning out. Um, but I think, again, it, it, it comes down to how the company is supporting them. Um, so I hear like there's a, there's one company who's like, okay, four days working in the office, you know, one day off um, sort of working oh, who's, from home. Or well, one day off or working so, from home? Yeah, one, one day, sorry, one day working from home or wherever. You don't have to come into the office. So there's some flexibility there. And I think that's kind of given already you know, because we were forced into it, um, you know, where it was in like about two years ago. And I remember that uh, podcast you did with Justine saying like, oh, remote working is not a thing, but now yeah. it is. So I think how they're sort of managing it, it's, it's you know, again, they they, they are quite vocal about, about it saying, okay, you know, I'm, I'm getting burnt out, you know, I'm Zoom after Zoom after Zoom. And the, the supportive management will be like, okay, you know what, take take that sort of like so-called duvet day, take, take the time off you know, mental health is like super important. And that that's something that I'm seeing a lot has been implemented in then like sort of like the boutique, uh, high growth firm that they do look after the employees, not just about, you know, the numbers anymore. So they do um, sort of sit them down, sort of talk them through, okay, what's, mm. what's happening, what are the challenges? Um, yeah, being more intentional in that yeah. sense. And, well, that's, that's, that's a start, isn't yeah. it? Um, when, just going back on yeah. the salary bit, what increments are recruiters getting there? What are the sort of percentages that people are getting at the moment? We're talking, I mean, we're talking like, and I, I'm probably going to put myself to say, yeah. <laughs> but shoot myself in the foot because <laughs> I'm trying to say, oh, five to ten percent is the normal. <laughs> um, but 20, 20, 30 percent uh, on an average, like salaries on all levels out. or just certain yeah. levels of people? people all levels pretty much all levels if you're going up it's higher and, and we're, we're sort of talking about juniors consultants what about the md level because I, I mean since if i'm thinking back who's yeah. moved this year or who's moved 2021 obviously we had yeah. kirsty move from page personnel over to jc yeah. recruitment um we've had we've seen a lot of people come out like cobalt they moved out and they've you know marcus is in the uk so we we haven't seen that many movements around that kind of md area right do you foresee that changing next year because a lot of firms Uh, haven't kept their talent they haven't been able to retain some top talent so is that going to have a change in who leads their businesses do you think i don't think there will be a major one. I think it probably, if not slight, diff, you know, sort of like small movement, just because they probably, it's because of um, their, their, their personal sort of reasons, not really to do with the business because every business is like sort of doing well. I've not heard, okay. I mean, of course, what happened last mm. year in, or in the last 18 months, but I've not heard of a company that's like, oh, we're struggling. Right, you don't see sort of major changes in that way. I mean, I'm definitely seeing a lot more investment in the people below. So those emerging leaders to create that kind of strength Mm. underneath the MDs Mm. and kind of that succession plan. That's certainly something I'm seeing. Um, What are are companies doing to entice talent to come on board? You know, what other than just the salaries, what else Mm. are they and, and obviously given the opportunity to go into sexy markets, what else are they giving them to ent- sort of dangle the carrot to get them on board? 
Yeah, definitely. I think salary, yeah, you're right. Salary we pushed out is one thing. And 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 of course, investment in the L&D. Right. Um, it's something that I'm seeing. They're sort of like, right, you know, we're, we're doing this for this certain level. We're doing this for new joiners coming in. Um, you know, uh, we, we've sent them to like external training and things like that. So they are looking into that sort of the, the training resources mm. portion or like, oh, we just, we just, um, implemented the system uh you know for easier communication or like easier database management and yeah so they, they are looking to more like the resources and tools as well uh to track and of course like the personal branding sort of like okay you join us you're going to be this credible sort of recruiter that specialist and we're going to you know brand you well and so that you know you're out there you're getting that exposure you're not just going to sit behind the desk <laughs> and just calling the clients um you know, there's a lot of uh, sort of personal investment into the the, the uh, consultants that are joining into yeah. the business. And of course, again, you know, it's it's more like creating, and it depends on the company, but it's more creating that conducive purpose-driven environment. It's sort of like, again, you know, coming in, it's not just like you're going to be another headcount yeah. into the company, but also like what what's your goal here? Like what do you want to achieve? How can we support that? Um, to achieve your, you know, maybe your personal goal, maybe your career level. So that's something that they're looking into at the at this management management level. I mean, of course, again, you know, flexible working environment is given. And I'm not talking about, oh, half eight, nine o'clock start and one o'clock to 2.15 lunch hours. But it's more like I know of a company who's like they, they do because they're so close knit, like they work really close knit together. They go for like tennis um, session in the morning before they come in all together about 10 o'clock and then they, they get on with their yeah. day and they produce numbers really well because again this is healthy and they've been working together for quite a while um not really it's probably if anything some of them like joined less than a year mm. ago or like during you know in last year um given you know again granted like the senior levels like they've been there for some time but again, there's that camaraderie yeah. and that's the hiring a certain type of person support. in there to be that. I love it. I, I love that. Yeah, idea. yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, um, and, and, and for the, for the recruitment consultants, like that's, you know, these, these kind of perks are an added bonus and what they're looking for is are these like interesting sort of um, conducive environment that they want to go into. What are the three things that leaders should do to retain talent? Do you think? Um, yeah, as I said earlier, I think I think you know, sort of the investment in 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 the the the, the L&D portion is is quite quite important. I think that's that's needed. Um, and I got to say, I mean, and I'm not saying that I had a you know bad manager or environment or whatsoever. I think that would have been quite more beneficial uh, for someone in in that sort of um, you know one year two year mark within that recruitment industry. Uh, the support level of like not just oh, hey, yeah, you know, you're a consultant at this level, go for this training, but it's more like, okay, where are your struggles now? How can I, how can I help you? How can I coach you? Um, and then I've seen, you know, a couple of my clients doing that, right? And, and that helps, and that helps not just um, encouragement, and I think it just kind of boosts your confidence as well to, to sort of like say, you know what, I can do this because I've got support. Yeah. And it's not just, it's not just, oh, I'm being supported because he or she is a manager, but it's more like, they're being intentional for their growth within the business. Um, and that, and of course, again, like I know of companies, it's not just, it's not just about, you know, training and development whatsoever, but resources that are, you know, outside of recruitment that, you know, and again, I know of a company that, that they provide like Coursera. So it's like pursuing development outside of the recruitment. So for instance, I know of a consultant who's like, you know, with, with that, that they've got, they're, they're actually taking up financial modeling, for instance. Yeah, and nice. again, that encourages that retention yeah. 
um, you know, sort of like, oh, actually, you know, I'm a company is very supportive for my yeah. girls, um, very supportive. And and aside from that, again, you know, being purpose driven, like we're not just doing this just because I want to retain you, but because I believe in you. You know, I I want to I want to make sure you're succeeding because I I didn't have that. So it's more, you know, that that personal level. It's something that I think consultants would, you know, would get attracted to aside from the monetary. Yeah, no, um, absolutely. I agree with all of those. I, think, I, I mean, I, I do a lot of work on that. I have an executive leadership program that I work with a lot of recruitment firms on across the region. And, mm-hmm. you know, for me, the biggest one is is really if you don't have the capacity or the budget to spend on external training or even internally have someone in-house is is really just simple stuff just identify what their strengths are you know you can use Gallup Clifton strengths you can just get them to identify it on their own by asking the question <laughs> um you know when, as soon as you've identified their strengths you can lead them through those strengths right because I think we're very quick to go what are your development areas but we've also got to be able to look at someone and help them identifying and appreciate what they are great at and keep getting them to be in that zone. So if you've got someone that's really extrovert, that really is great with meeting new people, then give them the opportunity to break into new business, right? Give them because they're going to be energized by that. But if you've got someone yeah. that prefers building trusted relationships one-on-ones, trying to give them, trying to get them to do a BD role or BD competitions for an entire day is going to absolutely kill them. It isn't going to bring out the best in them. So it's being able to kind of adapt your style with them or even, you know, mm. only doing BD for a couple of hours, really intense for those individuals that isn't their kind of sweet spot. Because then it it means that yeah. you're adapting to the people that are working for you and you're just, you're really looking through their lens. The other thing I'd say yeah. is that kind of servant leadership, which some people mm. love it, some people hate it. But, you know, when you're really looking at, um, when you're serving others as a leader, it, it's, it's, and it's something that I really bang the drum with emerging leaders here in Asia is, if you want to be a leader, you have to understand that you have to take time out from your own individual time for them. You are, you know, you are leading people and you have to have their best interests at heart. You know, how you listen, how you empathize, how you are. If they've said that they want to get better at, I don't know, better at pitches or better at their confidence or even just how they project their voice, then help them with that. You know, give them, show them videos, show them a podcast, you know, get them an external person they could talk to. Um, and train it's really just being a vessel to, to to being able to kind of facilitate their development it isn't always down to you but at least you are doing your very much you know doing your best mm. to kind of guide them through their own development but also I think just inspiring yeah. people I think you can have an L&D team you can know how to lead mm. through the stents but you've got to have that oomph to go okay this is where we're going this is exciting this is mm. what the future looks like for you for the team yeah. for the organization and having that kind of enthusiasm because that's going to make people want to stay when they've had the worst oh, yeah. day. Yeah, offers have been, yeah. you know, because as much as we're seeing the market's yeah. really tough, you're also seeing mm. recruiters facing huge challenges with candidates, right? Because candidates mm. are not accepting offers, they're mucking people around, they're getting counter-offered. Same situation mm. as with the recruitment businesses. So it's just that mm. whole kind of, you know, how can you create an environment that picks people up and yeah. gives them a hand to kind of grab hold of when they're having a crap day? No, 100%. And I think on top of that, what I do want to encourage the candidates out there, it's just, or rather, you know, consultants, is it's, it's, you know, don't be afraid to sort of like say, hey, I'm actually struggling with this. Because I know of like, I've, I've spoken to, you know, plenty of, of consultants um, or candidates, they, they, they said, oh, you know, I'm not getting this kind of support and stuff. And I said, okay, that's, that's kind of common, right? And it's the reason why you're looking out, but are you 
are you raising up your hand saying like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm facing with this yeah. challenge. Is there anyone in the office that's a senior consultant banging it out that you can ask for some advice? Yeah. On? yeah. And then um, unfortunately they're not, they're not, they're just sitting there just sort of like, Oh, you know, cause my manager told me like, I got to hit like, I think it's nerve wracking. You know, I think, I think when people are a bit fearful of their jobs, I think they aren't going to necessarily yeah. put their hands up. I mean, especially if it's a really strong market, yeah. there's that expectation they should know it. So I would yeah. just say if they're a member of Weira, they need to come to the monthly drop-in because I will help them. Like that actually breaks my heart yeah. to hear people are struggling because I just think mm-hmm. that's just horrible because you know yeah. you don't want anyone in a role that is is not at their full mm-hmm. capacity. That just kind of breaks my heart. And I think and it's great now, like you know, at least to to about I suppose you know four or five years ago, like you know, we we didn't really have that. Like at least you know, at least for me when I enter, like I, I wish I had that. You know, for someone like who's coaching and educating. Um, it's not just about, you know, navigating the career, right? It's not just about, oh, here's, here's a great job, you know, to, you know, go and interview whatsoever. It's more like what, what's, what's, what's out there? What's good? What, what can you do? What can you develop? Um, what are the areas? They may not know. They may not yeah. know. They may just sit there going, oh, you know, yeah, yeah, I'm doing this. I've been trained to do this. I've been doing this, but not realizing actually, you know, there's some areas that I could actually develop. On. Yeah. Um, how can, how can I, uh, you know, not just ask help for it. How can I improve myself? Yeah, but also, what's and, their kind yeah. of f- three, five year plan? Do you do they want to stay in agency? Yeah. Do they want to go in in house? Do they want to, you yeah. know, go into something completely different? Do they want to go, not even to do recruitment, maybe you know, go into a sales role in a corporate. So, what are they doing now that's going to help those skills to get there, mm-hmm. um, so yeah. that they don't just get to that point where they don't have a have a plan B sort of thing? So, another question that came up on uh, the LinkedIn was what strategies can businesses undertake to attract talent other than obviously using yourself? <laughs> other than using me, of course. Um, yeah, I think what they can do is just put, put themselves out there, right? Um, it's, it's, you know, making sure that you're, you're leading by example. And then again, it goes back to sort of being that credible. How are you, you know, how are you doing it? how are you are you just you know just sort of yeah hiring uh, you know just sort of like running the business and then you know um bringing the business up or whatsoever and then just because they got the budget and hiring but like how how are you represented in your own market are you are you um you know being that sort of uh a credible person are be, you gonna yeah. impart that to, to the person joining um you know again and i don't I don't want to emphasize too much on this, but again, marketing is very, very yeah, important for, for anyone. The brand, right? um, yeah. and becoming, the branding is definitely important. And and I see, you know, and I see some of my clients I work very closely with. They're, they're really forefront in that, and that's great. That's great. And of course, you know that that then helps me in like sort of representing yeah. them well. Like, look at look what they've you see done. how great Hudson's you know, are right now. Can I just can I just say that? Can I just say yeah. how great Hudson's brands are looking <laughs> are right <they>? now? <laughs> And, you know, some of the companies like like um, I don't really want to name names, but you, you see it a lot on LinkedIn and it's great. Yeah. And I think I think you know, I encourage that. And and I've, I've, you know, definitely sat down with some of the clients saying like, you know, you want to attract talent, but what are you doing? Like, have you have you put yourself out there? Have you have you posted something? It's not nothing to do with like, oh, I'm hiring for this job you know come and come come and talk to me but it's more like are you are you being the thought leadership are you actually talking about I think it's time though honestly Um, I don't think it's 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 because they don't see the worth in that I think a lot of it is just finding time for them to Mm. instead of just using rec to rec or just you know making headhunt calls or in mails I think a lot of people just haven't really put that much thought into what their brand looks like I mean I work a lot with Mm. the 
with recruitment firms on what their LinkedIn looks like, how you know how they go, you know what kind of articles they post, and not posting and. Mm. What is their brand? What is it that they're passionate yeah. about? Because each individual's leader is passionate about different things. It could be about um, things that are outside of recruitment. It could be, you know, philanthropy work or it could be, um, you know, there's certain charities that they're really behind, right? And yeah. so it's just kind of making sure you know what your brand is. But I really like what you said in terms of it isn't about lips. It isn't about just putting a post out. It's actually making sure what you're doing as a leader, it's kind of a check for yourself is whatever you put on that post, you've got to believe in it. Are you really doing that? You know? Um, yeah. Are you really doing yeah. Exactly. So that yeah. it is a true yeah. representation because nothing worse than someone joining the team and realizing that was just a load of bullshit really. So I think, I think, yeah. And it's yeah. not, you, you can kind of tell, I think, I think, you know, I, I guess coming from, from like PR background, myself, you can kind of tell when, when a post is like, oh, I'm just doing it just for the sake of it. Or like, oh, I really, really believe yeah. in it. You know, like this, this, uh, this is this is my passion outside of recruitment. You know, what's yours? Like, you yeah. know, this is what I've done. Not so much this is what I've done, but it's more like, hey, you know, like this is an exciting thing. And we encourage that yeah. and so on and so forth. And it sparks a conversation. Yeah. And it's not, you know, and that, that kind of eliminates of like, hey, you know, our company has done this, you know, 150% like revenue a year on year and things like that. And, you know, consultants are not... I think it is about the lead. I think it's about the manager and I don't think it's just about an MD yeah. I, I actually think it's it's more about the a lot of people that are hiring at the moment are managers with one or two people right so mm. it's actually them <laughs> establishing their brand and having a voice and being able to talk to the market mm. so instead of just you yeah. know building and having a very long-term um, approach to building relationships with recruiters you might talk to someone beginning of the year and then not move them to the end of the year but but being consistent with that a bit like how they they work with candidates and I think most of the time recruiters are so busy filling jobs that when it comes to actually putting time and focus and goals around attracting talent it is it sometimes gets kind of put at the wayside so I think it's really important to um, have that as a strategy have that as a goal you know what are you doing every day every week to kind of one, build your brand um, and letting people know who you are, what you represent as a emerging leader or a leader um, and yeah. about the culture, building those relationships and just be genuine. Like just be really, really genuine, I think is the most important it's thing. Honest, just be transparent yeah. about it. Don't don't just like put up a facade or anything. Yeah. I mean, of course, again, aside from using me, but it's just it, it's just like sort of educating, right? Just being that sort of thought leader as well and and being that credible um, sort of leader in the market. And, and when people actually, even if it means like, you know, just sparking a conversation, oh, did you did you see so-and-so from this company? Like, yeah, they're, they're doing like this. It's, it's great. It's attractive. Um, I'd love to know more. Yeah, but they've got and, to say that. They've got to be able to be on social media to show what they're doing. A lot of firms are doing fantastic yeah. things, but you don't actually hear yeah. about it. So it's really important yeah. to make yeah. sure that you are using your using social media as a platform to, to attract talent. Definitely. And I think I think that's where it also, you know, when I'm representing my clients, when they do that, and I was like, look, you know, again, like, oh, look at this person, like, it, it's great, um, and it's it's a great branding for yeah. me to even represent, for instance, right? Like, and it, again, I don't just like, oh yeah, here's a job, here's a company, or whatever. It's more like taking time to understand, um, and sort of. Well, it's making your life a bit easier now, then, isn't it? If people's brand is a little bit more out there, and, and I know that I'm educating <laughs> people to put more of their strengths on there, so at least a yeah. recruiter can see. Ah, oh, so this is what this leader's about. This is the philosophy they use in how they lead their people. So at least you can kind of get a little bit more of a say on how this organisation is led, as opposed to what you're saying before is, oh, we've we've made this money this year. I mean, I'm seeing one particular firm. We won't mention names because that's unprofessional, but 
there's one firm that I'm seeing so many posts from Europe and out here mm. and it's I just it doesn't feel genuine it's just all kind of mm. you know oh we've done this amount of headcount and we're so proud to have done you know real other office that are open and we're doing this and I'm just like I don't to me it just doesn't feel genuine there's nothing about okay yeah. we took this person as a graduate and we've trained them and now they're running a business mm. I'm really proud that she's achieved this and this is what she did it's all seems to be very top heavy from leadership but nothing from within and that tells me something that makes me just think well where are the stories from people within where's this culture I don't hear this it just seems very mm. top heavy um so yeah my my advice is get your Not get pushing your up, pushing up there's no personal get your branding right I think is the thing um yeah. Uh, questions. How can a how can a recruiter prepare for an interview with another agency? Because I thought that's quite useful for when people are moving. Well, first of all, use me. Contact me at challenge.co. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know what? It's it's really funny. A lot of the times when people prepare for interviews, right? Not ask. They they, they prepare for interviews for answers and not ask questions. I mean, I I've had multiple recruitment candidates when I prep them for interviews. They they've done no research. They actually have no questions, oh, no. Ask. and I'm going. Oh my! Do they bomb it, or oh, are they, are they just all right on their feet? Do they just think on their feet? Yeah, they just think on their feet. I mean, you know, again, granted, they're probably putting myself into service here again. Like, you know, not not everyone sort of like in terms of rec to rec sort of need that. Like, oh, you know, senior candidates. Oh, yeah, you know, what kind of questions you ask and stuff, but. Importantly, do your research, right? Do your research. Uh, come up with questions that. That, that you would want to know genuinely, like what you're looking for. Then again, I mean, I don't even know what I want on the menu sometimes, but, you know, sort of like list down the interesting, like, is, are you looking for culture? Are you looking at culture change? What is it that is going to make you feel safe and change yeah. what are some of the What are some of the success stories of people within your business that you can share? Right, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And what what's the next role? Is, the, is this next role is going to bring your best potential forward? Right. Um, vanity perks is one thing like, you know, your free breakfast and music. Do people and care about Friday. that? Just out of interest. To, is that important to people? It wasn't one no, stage, not, though, not, wasn't it? It's it an added bonus now just because of the flexibility of working. Because they can get right? their own fruit bowl. They can get their own. They've got their own fridge at home. <laughs> No, the thing is like, I mean, a lot of the times, you know, again, I hear even if it means they're going back to the office, they're not, they're not there half the time. They're like just, you know, working from home. The flexibility is there. They're coming in, you know, when they've got meetings and stuff because they're, they're producing results. So to them, it's like, you know, the, the more, again, just going back to like, how, how is this role going to bring them, uh, you know, best potential forward for them? And, and when you're being set up for interview, hopefully through me, joking, um, how involved is the management in the company, right? Um, in terms of how, how are, they, are they going out there doing the work, not, not for you, doing the work with you? Are they, are they bringing you to the client meetings from day, you know, sort of like pretty much from the beginning? Or are they like, oh, do this and then I'll bring you to the meeting? So how involved That's a good question, is, actually. Um, yeah. How much hands-on? What does, that, what does that look like in terms of how yeah. you lead me? How do you, how do, you know, what's your style? What would I expect on a given yeah. week? I, I love that. I love those questions. I think that's really yeah. useful because everyone's and, quite different and, how, they, how they do bring some. What does onboarding look like? Have you got e-learning? Yeah. Do you use external partner? Is it more on the job? Mm. How much follow-up is there after my two mm. or three weeks? Or is it just get, you know, rock and roll then? Mm. That kind and of stuff. And it's not just about... And it's not just about, oh, we'll give you, you know, sort of guaranteed bonus and stuff. I mean, they talk about that, but it's just, it's ridiculous, the kind of offer that, you know, candidates are getting. But, you know, questions like to, again, going back to the marketing bit, right? Like flatter the company, like, 
I mean, all of us recruiters, we love a bit of ego boost. So, you know, hitting the right buttons, like look at their profiles, look at what the companies are doing. It's sort of like, oh, I saw you doing that. Like, tell me more about that. You know, sort of yeah. be, interested, be curious. Be interested. Yeah. In, in authentically interested don't just like I, I had a I had a candidate who went in an interview came out saying oh I feel like the company strategy is meh and I'm like, I love that meh, meh. And I'm like, do you actually know what strategy is so you know make sure when you're asking <laughs> questions ask smart question right be authentic in sparking the conversation and and I always say this like by the end of the day it's your role it's the, the person you're going to be working with you know you want to encapsulate the culture of like whether they're bringing they're going to be better for you uh, are they going to be reliable are they honest are they are they transparent do they have the integrity um you know all these values are very very important and I think more so what's their story like I mean I have a client who love to tell their story not in a boastful way I have a couple of clients actually not in a boastful way but more like their journey, their personal journey. That where, must be Paul Wendekot because he's the best storyteller out of them all. Wendekot. Yeah, everyone loves Paul. <laughs> he loves saying, yeah. He, he he's the best storyteller. Yeah, yeah. He's excellent. It. You can just sit there and just, just listen for hours. <laughs> he's great. great. He's one of my inspiration. <laughs> but I do think that's important. I think business storytelling, it's something I train um, on my end and I think it's really important for leaders is how do you articulate yeah. that vision um, that's memorable that's genuine that's authentic that gets them involved in in that mm-hmm. story we all love a, a good you know a, a good narrative yeah. one thing I want to add to what you just said on that is on the other side I suppose from the client perspective is one thing when it comes to attracting talent and retaining the one one and it's part of Gallup's research is people stay and are engaged in a team when they're working with other quality people now most of the time if you were to look at why you stayed at ambition why I stayed at Robert Waters for 13 years yeah trading money was all that as well but I'll tell you the one thing that got me to stay was because my friends were there that I would go drinking mm. with them dinner weekends away mm. you know they were my friends yeah um mm. And so those early days that's what got got for me is that if I could say hey I'm going on a client meeting with Roger, I knew that he was credible. He was good quality. He would not show me up. I, you know, we would be a great tag team going to a client meeting. Where if I was working in a team where the where the organisation would just bring in and putting bums on seats, I'm compromising my credibility and my career when I bring not great quality people, and I'm and they're not my buddies, right? So. Yeah. Do not underestimate, you know, you cannot underestimate the importance of quality people in an organisation. That's what you, a question that that person, a recruiter could ask in an interview is, can you share with me, though, like I said before, can you share with me the, the, the backgrounds of people in the organisation? How long have they been working together? Or how would you describe the culture? If you can do that, in a re- yeah. it's more about tone and delivery, so it doesn't come across as too accusation. But some teams don't like each other. Some teams are have not got a culture and some mm-hmm. don't think there's good quality. So I think you've just got to be, you've got to know the team you're entering, that they've been together, yeah. there is no, a good team, and no. have a coffee with the whole team or go for drinks yeah. in the evening. So you actually really confidently yeah. know, you know, is yeah. this team quality? Yeah. It's really important. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I mean, I've, I've placed a couple of candidates like to, to different companies. Like they they actually, you know, actually emphasize and, and, and I, you know, told them like, you know, take them out. Like, don't just, you know, do the Zoom interviews yeah. or like, you know, in the office, because that's all formal setting. Yeah. Like, take them out for a drink, take the, you know, just just know them personally. And that's what I encourage with the candidate as well. Like I said, like, look, just just get to know them. It can them. backfire, though, because we've done that. But we did that before at Waters. We'd take people for drinks. And then the person would get absolutely rat-assed. 
and, and would be really embarrassing, <laughs> really embarrassing. And we, we, we had to take away the, we had to take the offer back. It's like, oh my god, you can't even handle your drink. <laughs> uh, yeah, honestly, it was it was some really. Coffee, and we weren't even having a good sesh. It was literally like a couple of our drinks, and the person was absolutely <laughs> leathered. So we decided, uh, no, probably not a good idea. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's why I say coffee or lunch. I never really say like a drink. You know, oh, like, my oh, God. Go for a Friday night heroes or something. In the well, I just realised <laughs> that I haven't got any quick fire rounds uh, for you, um, oh, which yeah, normally no. we do, but I won't do it for this time because I haven't prepared for them. But um, I want to say thank you for your time today. I really appreciate it. Oh, and it took a while for me to actually get you on the show. I haven't been doing a lot of the podcast the last few months. It's been too busy. Um, so I'm really excited that 2022, will, will you will be airing in january so for all the listeners out there um please do get in contact Uh, or have a chat with um thea if you want to discuss your career even if it's not just about moving more about kind of what's out there and and some career advice then uh do check do do check her out um her details will all be on the show notes um on spotify on itunes um and i really appreciate your time today yeah, thank you very much, Andrea. It's been a pleasure and it's an honour. Thank You're you. You're very welcome. So if you want to get in contact um, with Thai, then as I said, just um, check out the show notes and you'll see that. If you've enjoyed the podcast, don't be stingy. Share it with as many people as you can. We all have WhatsApp. All you have to do is go into the podcast, share the link. Um, and share it with your friends. So that would be a great thing to do. Um, Now, if you're a recruitment leader and looking to join a group that embraces diversity and inclusion, please reach out and join Women in Recruitment Asia. Packed full of events, loads of free recruitment resources, mentoring programs, and it's got its own learning academy. Um, So do check it out on www.womeninrecruitmentasia.com and stay safe out there and be kind to each other. Have a rock and roll year. You have been listening to Talent Talk Asia podcast by The Career Establishment. To learn more about The Career Establishment, our people and our latest thinking, visit us at www.thecareerestablishment.com or find us on LinkedIn, Twitter and Facebook.